Hello and welcome back to Footnotes, the Cicerone podcast, a podcast to inspire you about outdoor travel and activities in the UK and across the world. I'm Hannah. And I'm Amy. And thanks so much for joining us for our latest episode. Up until now, our episodes have featured interviews with our authors and other special guests, including highlights from our Cicerone live events. This episode is the first of our Ask Cicerone episodes, where we will answer questions from you, our listeners and guidebook users. Whether you have a particular question about planning a long distance walk or cycle, or have always wondered how our books are made, we're looking forward to sharing the knowledge and expertise of our team with you. This is also our final episode of 2020, so we thought we'd start by taking a look back at what Cicerone has done this year. So 2020 has obviously been a different year for so many reasons, and parts of it have been really, really challenging None of us have been immune to that. There have been changes in the company. Obviously, travel plans have been hugely impacted and still are impacted. But a couple of good things have come out of the pandemic, for us at least. 2020 was the year that we really got going with our event schedule. We started in the summer doing a series of weekly live events and we've slightly formalized that and we're now doing a a monthly live event and we've had some really really good guests on there and we've had some lovely audience uh, participation and they've been really popular plenty of you have tuned in to that and we also launched the podcast quite recently so that's been really exciting for us and I think doing the live events over the summer like we set them up in the depths of at least the UK's lockdown when we couldn't really go outside much. And it was really nice to actually be able to speak to our authors and guests in the UK, but also across the world. And I think that was really wonderful. Like we spoke to Jan Bakker in in Uganda, and I don't think we would have thought to do that before. The events that Sandy Brown hosted for us, uh, the kind of pilgrimage series, talking to various people all across Europe and America, all in one event and I think it's been really special to be able to bring people together and then also get the audience response and questions and yeah I think as you've already said Hannah that I hope people have enjoyed those. It does feel quite special and it feels it feels nice to have such a community feeling at a time when we weren't even able to see our family and friends. We were chatting to customers and people that are exactly the same as us and can't go out walking or trekking and they're desperate to And we're sharing stories with people of all these things that we all daydream about. And that's been really nice. It's felt quite informal. You know, the first one that we did, the first live event was literally, it was just me in my spare bedroom chatting to an author. And as we've developed over the weeks and months, they've, well, I think they've turned quite professional. And and it's really nice that our audience and friends, as some of them have become, have been there from the beginning and they've seen how it's developed and they've told us what they find interesting and what they want to know. One of the things that we also set up this year was Cicerone Connect, uh, which is our Facebook group. It's been really nice to be able to see people's photos from either what they've been up to during lockdown or perhaps older trips that they're daydreaming about and thinking back on. It's been really funny actually looking at Cicerone Connect and you've got some people um, sending in photos from Sydney in Australia of this is my local walk that I'm allowed to do and and for us it looks incredible and we're quite jealous 
And then we've got the Lake District as our local walk. So I'm sure I'm sure we've been making people jealous as well with this is our local walk. It's in the Lake District or for me, it's in the Forest of Boland. That's been really nice exploring our local area more than ever before, but also being able to vicariously enjoy everybody else's local areas on, on Cicerone Connect because I feel like I've had a few walks around Extra Majora and, and Sydney and all of these places where our our Cicerone Connect members live. Yeah, it's been absolutely lovely seeing all of that. Um, it has really cheered me up this year. And also thinking about being abroad, I know it was right at the beginning of the year and it feels like a completely different year now. But Hannah, you did go to the LA Travel Show this year for the first time. And I'm not sure what the future of travel shows are going into 2021 and whether they're even happening. But that was a big thing for Cicerone, wasn't it, to go yeah, to an international travel festival for the first time? Yeah, it was huge. It was um, obviously not a, a cheap trip for me and Leslie to go, but it was it was amazing to meet people in the US that use our guidebooks and also to meet some people who hadn't heard of our guidebooks and saw them and just were amazed at how small and pretty and useful they were. I think US guidebooks tend to be much bigger and they don't have loads of nice photos in it was really nice to show people our guidebooks that we're so proud of and they yeah they really liked them and then we were there for a couple of days but Leslie and I both decided to spend an extra week in in America and Leslie went off to look at some enormous trees in the Sequoia National Park and I went off to look at the Grand Canyon so we both we both geeked out a little bit over trees and rocks and that was that was for me one of the most special moments of my entire life so far. I can't believe it was this year. It just seems like a billion years ago when you think it was only just before lockdown. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm very lucky to have had that. And I think you made everyone back in the office very jealous. It all blurs, doesn't it? I think before March, it feels like a completely different year. Just a completely different lifetime. I the idea now of going to a massive convention centre like the one in LA and spending an entire day shaking hands and hugging people, it just, I can't imagine anything like that happening again for a really long time. So yeah, it's really odd. Closer to home, the Adventure Travel Show, when is that usually? January. And that did happen and we had a brilliant yeah. time at that show. And it is happening this year, but it's, I think it's all online this year. So thinking about next year, that leads us nicely into our first Ask Cicerone question, which is what's coming up for Cicerone in 2021? So 2020 meant that we did have to change a lot of our publishing schedule. There were quite a lot of books that were due to come out that for one reason or another, we just thought it wasn't right to put them out in 2020. So 2021 is a bumper year. It's absolutely packed full to the rafters of incredible books. So we can't possibly talk about them all here because there's just too many really good ones, really exciting ones. We've got Hiking in Norway, which we've been waiting for for a long time. We've got parts two and three of the via Francigena and we're really excited about that. We've got short treks on Corsica. We've got trekking the Robert Louis Stevenson Trail and trekking the Giants Trail. So the first one is in France and the second one is through the Italian Pennine Alps. 
We've also got walking in the Salzkammergut, which is the Austrian Lake District. That is just astoundingly beautiful. Some of the photographs in that book, it's by Rudolf Abraham, and he's a brilliant photographer anyway, but it's absolutely gorgeous. I know we say that a lot, but that one is just beautiful. We've got the final two new Fellranger books from Mark Richards coming out in February. And we're also, we're doing um, a live event with Mark about that. So that'll be really great to talk to him about that whole series and yeah, making all those new editions of those books. I think it's going to feel like quite a big celebration actually, because those eight books have been years in the sort of reimagining and we've all been working really hard on them. So I think by the time they're published, we're just going to be really excited and hopefully we can you never know maybe go out for a pint to celebrate (laughs) as well and then we've got a very special book coming in april so leslie who's our marketing director here and one of the owners of the company has had a go at writing a book so that's exciting she's got the walking the tour of the lake district coming out in april and that's been really nice for her to see the other side of how things work at cicerone because she's been For the past 20 odd years, she's been running things and our side of it. And this is the first time that she's actually written a guidebook on her own and experienced life as an author. So that's cool. And I think she's writing an article about that as well. Um, So that'll be on Cicerone Extra about the kind of how the roles get reversed and what it's like to be on the other side of it. Staying in the Lake District, we've also got two books to Scrambling in the Lake District by John Fleetwood. If you're into your cycling, we've got new cycling books as well to some UK routes. So the Reavers route is coming out, which is by Rachel Crawlett and Carl McKeaton, who did a podcast episode with us uh, recently about their book to Hadrian Cycleway um, and cycle touring. So that's their latest book, The Reavers Route, will be coming out that I'm actually working on now. And it's really lovely to look at all the photographs and it's really making me want to go um, into the forests of Kielder and explore the Scottish borders. So Yeah, hopefully people enjoy that one. And then I just have to mention, even though I shouldn't, because actually it's not out until September, but we've got Cycling the Ruta Via de la Plata, which that's, again, a really exciting book that that we've been asked for years and years. So, yeah, there's loads. It's going to be a really good year (laughs) for guidebooks, hopefully, as long as we're allowed out to actually go and do some of them. Yeah, I have to say, looking at the schedule, I did think, oh, there's a lot going on next year and we'd better get cracking, really. But yeah, no, it's really exciting. And the guidebooks just keep getting better and better. When you look through some of the really old guidebooks now, it's not their fault, but they couldn't have as many big, bright, colourful pictures in. And print techniques have changed and moved on. And now you get one of these new guidebooks through and it's, wow, straight onto the top of your wish list. And then, you know, some months next year, we've got five coming out in one month. So I think, yeah, in Mm -hmm. at least one way we're going to make you very happy. Definitely. We have got all these books coming out, but we're also going to be doing more podcast episodes, more live events. So as we've started doing already, the live events from now on will be monthly. You can keep up to date with those by going to www.cicerone.co.uk forward slash live. That's where we'll post all the information about those. But yeah, I think as we've mentioned, we've got one with Mark Richards coming up about the Fell Ranger books. We're hopefully talking to John Fleetwood as well. And plenty of other guests and if you've got any suggestions for who you'd like us to speak to in 2021 please let us know because you know we're doing this podcast and we're doing the live events for you 
So if there's a guest that you really want us to try and get, we can't promise to get David Attenborough, but, you know, we'll do our best. So to answer our next question, Hannah's had a chat with Cicerone's very own Leslie Williams about the tour of the Lake District and the Cumbria Way. We've had a question from Inbar from Israel, and she's been one of our most regular uh, viewers for the live events, and she's really keen on wild camping in particular. And she's asking, she wants to go to the Lake District probably in autumn, and she's looking for a six to eight day adventure, preferably with fewer crowds, not that much road walking, and then some camping options. So she's happy to do wild camping, but all proper campsites. She's been to the lakes before. She's done the coast to coast and she says it was just amazingly beautiful. And she wants to look to explore the Lake District a little bit more. She is a very experienced trekker, so she's happy with being challenged as well. So here's where she apologizes for having such an annoying question. She wants to know which is better, the Cumbria Way or the Tour of the Lake District. So we thought we would ask Leslie a really tricky question because she's done the Cumbria Way a couple of times, but also she has just written a guidebook to the Tour of the Lake District. So we will see how unbiased she can be and (laughs) and let's ask Leslie what she thinks is, is the better of the two trips. So for people who aren't aware of the Cumbria Way or the Tour of the Lake District, can you just describe very briefly what they are and where they go? Yes. So the Cumbria Way is a linear route which crosses the county of Cumbria, and in doing so, you cross across the Lake District National Park. You start in the sort of south, generally speaking, people do it south to north. You start in Ulverston, which is on the sort of southwest coast of Cumbria and you your first day moves around to Coniston and into the Coniston Fells or below the Coniston Fells then through to Great Langdale then over to Borrowdale and Rothwaite onto Keswick then up into the northern fells above Keswick, and then finally to Carlisle, which is a a much flatter sort of farmland and riverside stage. By contrast, the Tour of the Lake District is a tour, so it's a, a roughly circular route, although if you look at the line of the route, it's not exactly a circle. <laughs> it's more a sort of squashed star. The route is described starting in and finishing in Ambleside. There's a prologue where you can get off the train in Windermere and do a sort of short two or three hour walk to Ambleside. And then the route on the tour of the Lake District goes from Ambleside to Coniston. Then you have two options, a high or a lower level route from Coniston over to the Duddon Valley and then over to Eskdale. A further stage over to Mosdale, head either via Scarfell Pike or a lower level route. Further stage over to Buttermere, either via Great Gable or a lower level route. 
the lower level routes in each case are still five or six hundred meters. Another stage to Keswick, then back round to Rosswaite, then to Grasmere, then to Patterdale, and then back to Ambleside finally. That's quite a lot of highlights. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like me, it's do you want me to do an abbreviated version <laughs> no it just sounds like the tour of the lake district is just highlight after highlight it is a bit yeah yeah it's not um, a bad thing at all <laughs> yes it, it it is and and actually when we finally did the entire thing in in a sort of nine day entire trek it did feel that way and actually Jonathan, who was with me, thought that his favourite day was one that he'd not really done particularly before. And it happened to be the wettest day recorded ever in England. <laughs> and and he still enjoyed it. And he still said it was good. <laughs> we couldn't see a thing. <laughs> That's bad luck that Jonathan gets a day out of the office and it's the wettest recorded thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> Well, he well, got nine days out of the office while we did the whole thing. <laughs> They're both great trips, but they are quite different in nature. So the Cumbria Way will take fractionally less time and is generally slightly lower. You have options to go up into the high fells, but generally there are only a couple of points where you go more than about five or six hundred meters something like that whereas the tour of the lake district is a slightly longer route and even the low level options will tend to take you to about five or six hundred meters each day as you move around in a sort of vaguely circular direction around the lake district visiting different valleys and over over passes to link one valley with another so um, how long how long does the um, tour of the lake district take you could probably if you were very fit do the whole thing in about seven days it's currently scheduled to take about nine days in the suggested stages that are in the guidebook or you could spread it out over a couple of weeks in order to spend a little bit more time in the various villages and just being a bit of a tourist occasionally and that sort of thing. And also that would allow scope for if the weather's really diabolical that you could hold up for a couple of days if you needed to and wanted to. And what about camping options? Would she be able to wild camp? In theory, yes, you can. You are allowed to wild camp in the Lake District. You do need to obviously observe the the sort of general guidelines, which is to only start camping quite late in the afternoon, evening and leave first thing in the morning and camp discreetly and leave no trace at all. But it is allowed as long as you follow those sort of general guidelines. There are additional guidelines that can be found in the National Park website. But there are also plenty of campsites dotted around the Lake District and those can be options too. And how much how much road walking is there on both of the routes? I'm trying to remember. There is very little on either of those routes. Yeah, I, 
I can't think of any particular sections where there's very much road walking on either the Cumbria Way or the Tour of the Lake District. There's a small section on the Tour of the Lake District up the side of Wastwater on the road that leads to Wasdale Head. That's recommended for the lower level route simply because the alternative is to go on a very difficult screes path that runs along the other side of the bus water, which will almost guarantee a sprained ankle or two. (laughs) Presumably that's a a really quiet road anyway. It isn't. It's a very small road. Over a weekend or a sunny weekend in the middle of August, it could be incredibly busy. But everybody's going quite slowly because it is a very narrow road. And most of the time you'd find that you were probably walking almost as quickly as any car was going to be able to make progress up the valley. It's that bad. <laughs> but other times of year, it's it's pretty quiet. Yeah. And the views are great. So it's not a it's not a problem. And what would you say to Inbar about the crowds in the Lake District? Uh It's going to be busy in the height of the summer. There are points on both the Cumbria Way and the Tour of the Lake District where you are going through major tourist hubs like Keswick, where you will find a lot of people. But out on the fells, generally speaking, everybody's quite well spread apart. It never actually feels desperately crowded. Perhaps the exceptions would be if you had chosen to go over some of the main fells, Scarfell Pike or Helvellyn or somewhere like that, that are incredibly popular on any day of the year. But otherwise, you're not going to feel particularly as if you're in amongst crowds, particularly if you're choosing to wild camp or partly wild camp. So assessing them on difficulty then, how would you say they compare? Which one's more difficult? The Tour of the Lake District is definitely more difficult. The stages are fairly consistently a bit longer and it does tend to be higher each day, a little bit more ascent and descent each day than most of the stages on the Cumbria Way. Even if you take the lower option? Even if you take the lower option, yeah. But it's not difficult. It's not impossible. <laughs> Given that you are finalising your book right now um, yes. on Tour of the Lake District, can you possibly choose the Cumbria Way over the Tour of the Lake District as a better route? I think if I was doing it knowing that it was going to be really poor weather or whatever, I'd probably do the Cumbria Way because you're likely to get better views in a way because you're not going so high. Oh, I'm one of these people who always says it's pretty pointless going high if you're not going to be able to see anything. So if there's an option, I'll tend to do a lower route if it's very cloudy or overcast, really overcast or very bad weather. So I think in a, as a winter route, I'd probably favour the Cumbria way. Having said that, Yeah, if you're prepared and you're lucky, you can get some really great weather even in the winter. So I think the conclusion is that she's going to have to take three weeks and do them both. Yeah, I think that's probably. I think it was a bit unfair of us to ask you in the first place, but 
you did seem like the... I think I think if you genuinely want to see more of the Lake District, then the tour of the Lake District is the best option because you're spending nine days actually within the mountain region, whereas the Cumbria Way you're actually only spending about four or five days in a linear direction. Okay. Yeah. I think I think that's a hopefully that's helped. <laughs> In bar, that seems like a very thorough answer. And yeah, en- enjoy trying to choose between those two. And finally, Leslie, when is your when will your book be actually available to purchase? It'll be available. It's actually pub- going to be published in the middle of April, but it'll be available for uh, pre-order from mid-January. <laughs> so we better let you get on with it then. <laughs> <laughs> which sounds rather rather soon <laughs> well thank, thank you for taking time out of checking your uh, galley proofs to answer our question um, <laughs> it's a pleasure that was hannah talking to leslie williams about her upcoming guidebook the tour of the lake district and also the cumbria way the cicerone guidebook to the cumbria way is by john gillam and is available on the cicerone website so that's about all we've got time for with the Ask Cicerone. But thank you so much to everybody for sending in your questions. If you've got any more, please do send them with Ask Cicerone in the subject of an email or a tweet or a message. You can email live at cicerone.co.uk or contact us through social media if you've got anything that you want to ask us about our publishing process or maybe where our author's favourite places are just please do get in touch it's been really nice to hear from you so thank you for listening to our first ask cicerone episode of footnotes the cicerone podcast as ever you can let us know what you think by leaving reviews on your podcast platform or emailing us live at cicerone.co.uk we'd love to hear from you Visit www.cicerone.co.uk to find over 1,000 articles, sign up to our newsletter or buy one of our guidebooks. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or your favourite podcast provider. We'll be back in a couple of weeks after the festive season. We hope you have a really good Christmas and New Year. In the meantime, search for at Cicerone Press on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or join our Facebook community group, Cicerone Connect, to connect with other outdoor enthusiasts. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you soon.